Welcome to, to the, the Clam Bake. It is the opposite of a sausage fest. I'm Angela Gunner. And I am Lindsay Stidham. And we want to be better feminists, damn it. Damn it. Each week, we interview different guests about their experiences, challenges, triumphs, and follies with feminism. Being a human is not easy, and being a feminist can be complicated, but our best resource is each other, so that's why we got amazing guests, and we're talking, and we're talking to the clam. And welcome to the Clam Bake Clams. And we finally wrote an intro, if you couldn't tell that that was scripted. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> we did it. We're growing up. Oh, I love we're it. We're growing up. So we're going to do a quick clam check-in. Angela, how's your clam today? Uh, I have to pee a little bit, so it feels a little urgent. We'll see if I have to take a break. <laughs> okay. Lindsay, how's your clam? My clam's hormonal. It's, it's just real hormonal. I feel like I need to cry or run or have sex. Cool. Maybe yep. all three at the same time. That's not bad. That would be that would be an achievement. <laughs> that would be the most I got done all week. <laughs> Good talk. Good talk. So we want to learn things. We want to impart knowledge from clams to clams, babies to humans, whoever's in the studio each week. And this week we are learning from Amy Ferguson. The wonderful Amy Ferguson. Amy Ferguson. She's I'm, here holding her child. And she's I'm doing an standing. amazing thing. Feel free to pass off that gorgeous sack of baby at any time. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Amy, uh, Amy oh. is an actress, a musician, a vegan, and a new mother. Yeah. And she is creating her own definition of motherhood and family and pursuing her art all at the same time. It's amazing. Thank she's you. basically a superhero, I would have to say. <laughs> she's also like doing some squats right now to keep Max. And Max is with her cute little Max. Yeah. She's I, a goddess of sorts. I do most things standing up these days. That makes sense. He, he likes to bounce. Yeah. He's active. He's squirming. He's moving. He's shaking. He's looking around. <laughs> Um, cool. So, so we're being real disciplined about the, the structure of our podcast. If you couldn't tell, we're getting more disciplined about delivering on uh, the promise of our premise. So, <laughs> so let's jump in. So let's it. jump in. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You're Thank welcome. You. I'm glad you're here. So we want to start with a new question. We're, we're trying some things out. Do you consider yourself a feminist? Um, well, I, I consider that to be one of the things I am that complete, a puzzle of equality, mm -hmm. and I would say that feminism is intersectional with environmentalism and veganism and uh, human rights in general. Um, I think that is one of many causes that creates uh, an ideal world that we want to live in. And so, yes, I'm a feminist, but it's a fraction of what I am that I strive to do to create a more peaceful world. Awesome. That's beautiful. Yeah. 
And you are a new mom. Max is living proof. Yeah. <laughs> here he is. He's here. <laughs> and your journey to motherhood is so unique that we made a short film about it. Yes. It's not the norm. And can you give your listeners um, a little bit of background about what, what brought you to where you are right now with this gorgeous child? Max? Well, <laughs> basically, I was uh, dating in L.A., which is awful, and decided to quit. Um, and Cheers. <laughs> Congratulations, I'm still dating. Uh, Somebody kill me. It's, it's, it's rough out there. Um, and about two weeks after, I was like, I'm done. I'm not dating. I'm focusing on my life. A uh, 20-year-long friend of mine came into town for a weekend. We hung out for one night. Uh, he had lost his wife to cancer six months earlier, and uh, we expressed that we had feelings for each other, and then we had sex, and we made Max. And then he went back <laughs> to Colorado with his four-year-old daughter, and nine months later, uh, I have a beautiful baby and a complicated life, and... Uh, enough inspiration for about five Bob Dylan albums, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you found out you were pregnant in a really kind of mystical way. A psychic stopped me on the street in New York to tell me, which really freaked me out because I thought I was pregnant. The day after I had sex, I went over to a girlfriend's house, and I was like, I think I'm pregnant. And my friends were like, you're not pregnant. Do you know how hard it is to get pregnant? Uh, and all this stuff, and I was like, should I take the morning after pill? And there, my one friend was like, that stuff does nasty things to your body. It, you know, it could really screw you up. You're probably not pregnant. I wouldn't worry about it. So I didn't worry about it. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and then I was at Tribeca Film Festival uh, with a film and I went to I was going to our screening and this woman stopped me on the street after like a month of feeling just awful so mm -hmm. tired sick and I knew as soon as she said it that it was true yeah what was it about you said that you went to your friend's house and said you thought you were pregnant what what was it why did you think that I just knew it I don't know how it. to explain it I guess it's how people describe uh, like true love when you know you're with the right person and I don't know if I know what that feels like or what if, if that's true but how people describe you know you, you just know when you're with the right person <laughs> I just feel like you just know when you're knocked up <laughs> <laughs> there's some you know there's that female intuition that I think is real yeah. I think it's totally real whether you're a psychic or not a psychic <laughs> <laughs> like wow you're so good at looking into the present yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're so good at being aware of your body <laughs> Was there a question for you of what you would do? Well, you know, I I have had a crush on my partner since high school. And I was so excited that we had, before we found out I was pregnant, decided to explore relationship, even though it's quite complicated. Um, and it was a combination of, really wanting to have his baby and being afraid that if I chose not to, that he may never 
speak to me again or that we may never get to explore a relationship. So it was part excitement of this new journey and part fear-based. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot of things, and I think ultimately uh, I just really wanted to do it. Um, I was at a, a point in my life where, you know, I've been doing uh, acting for a long time now, over a decade, mm-hmm. and uh, I've dedicated my life to it, and it's it's great, and I love it, and I'm still doing it, and it's still what I want to do professionally, but I feel like there wasn't anything pushing me to get to the next level in things, and there's nothing that lights a fire under your ass more than having a baby and being responsible for another human's well-being. And I feel like now I have a lot of purpose and a lot of reason to really work hard uh, to a whole nother level than what I was going at before. So, mm-hmm. um, And you also had a beautiful moment in New York, I feel like, where you kind of like the reality set in, but it also was beautiful and exciting. Do you want to describe that a little bit? And and telling your partner as well. <laughs> it was it was really fun. Uh I mean, when I, I came home to my friend's house where I was staying, crying, and he was like, oh, my God, did somebody hurt you? And I was like, no, I'm pregnant. And he had just had a baby, and he's a single dad. Uh, and he was like, this is amazing. And I was really excited to be getting this feedback from my yeah. longtime friend. And then I called Brian to let him know that we're pregnant. And the first thing he goes, he says is, Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, you know he's this baby's yours, right? <laughs> like like what do you mean congratulations? He's like, it's just so hard to get pregnant. So many people try to have a baby and they just can't do it. And it's a really great accomplishment just to just to be able to get pregnant. So like okay <laughs> thanks <laughs> what a fascinating way to put it <laughs> well him him and his past wife they they tried really hard to get uh. pregnant and she battled cancer and that's how she passed um so i think you know it's a whole another level of miracle for him right uh oh. Max. Max has something to say. Max, let's see. He if, knows we're talking you about him. Try to nurse and we'll see if. Oh, let's, let's. I would like to say that you were the first nursing mom. No, I'm glad I'm not saying that. You're the second nursing yeah. nursing woman we've had. Normalized on here. breastfeeding. Hell, it's great. Yeah. yeah. We're going to get into that. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What was the experience? Because, you know, we live in Los Angeles and you're. I think it's safe to say a very liberal woman. Oh yeah, we you know hang in the liberal circles, a liberal city. Um, I feel like it, you know it's kind of like spoiler alert for the latest season of Girls. Is that okay? Oh yeah, I, don't, I haven't watched it, but it's okay. It. Okay. Well, she gets pregnant. She decides to keep it, and um, the character encounters a lot of. I don't know if I'd call it as much backlash, but a lot of expectation of termination, and like was viewed as like pretty irresponsible for wanting to take on the decision. And I'm just wondering, traveling in such liberal circles, did you? What was the feedback like from the people in your life about this really like brave and badass decision? <laughs> My friends are all pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't hang out with anybody really who um, 
isn't a decent human being. Yeah. And so I didn't really experience a lot of, what the fuck are you doing? You're destroying your life. Mm-hmm. Ah. And living in a, coming from a Catholic family, um, they they have strong views against abortion. And right. so even though it was maybe embarrassing for some of my family members that... Oh, <laughs> that I got pregnant out of wedlock yeah. or even not in, not even in a relationship um, they were still supportive in anything crappy they said about me they might have said behind my back but not yeah. to my face well good yeah. <laughs> good um, which I prefer and if they can say whatever they want as long as I don't have to hear it you yeah. Know? yeah 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 <laughs> um, you were a spectacularly gorgeous pregnant woman because there was a couple times when we went out where some mutual friends I felt were captivated with you and hitting on you <laughs> while we were out. <laughs> yeah, what was that like to get hit yeah. on pregnant? So, yeah, so what was like to get a hit, hit on pregnant? And also just tell us a bit about, because um, Angela and I uh, have not had a child, tell us what it was like to grow human inside you. Well, it was very flattering to get hit on pregnant because... Like, who really wants to go there? <laughs> you know what I mean? I think some people. Yeah. That, I think plenty of people. That blows my mind. One guy one guy that hit on me um, was, uh, was already a father, but he never sees his daughter. And, um, and I was just like, man, I don't know. Like, I'm, first of all, I'm not in- interested, but... Even if I was, do I really want to be with a guy who doesn't want to be with his first kid already? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, You're like bizarre wish fulfillment. Yeah, so it was weird. The other guy was pretty cute. <laughs> 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 but, you know, I, I love Brian so much. And um, there's just no, no question that if... If it could work between us, if we can figure out how to make our lives come together, it would be so dreamy and ideal to, Yeah. I mean, to have a, a partner in crime and, and not crime. What's the partner in life life and awesomeness? <laughs> and victory. <laughs> yeah, and victory <laughs> and, and happiness and mutual beneficiary uh, terms. Uh, if we could do that and Max could have his dad around and and his big sister that would be so beautiful and yeah. his daughter could have a mom i mean my god that's just the ideal um and to your second question what's it like growing a human in your body yeah it is crazy and it sucks. It is it so. I, that's hilarious because I thought you were going to say it's so cool. No, no, it sucks. It's so hard. Yeah. It is like you're nasty ass sick, puking. I was trying to work for the first trimester, first four months. Yeah. And I would show up. I went to this one audition where I had to sing and play guitar. I puked before I went in. I sang and played guitar. And the act of singing made me need to puke again. And I like ran out of there and I puked again. It was oh. awful. And uh and then you find like when you're when you're still little, you want to be able to have sex, but you just feel so shitty that sex isn't really Yeah, did you did it an option? Like hormonally, did your sex drive change? It did. 
Uh, well, then during like the second and third trimesters, I was bigger, but I felt better. Yeah. And I was horny. Yeah. But <laughs> it's so hard to have sex. Huge. It's it's like... I'm trying to... Uh, you just... You can't really move very well. And, and, yeah. and, and plus, when Brian and I actually got to be in the same state, we also had a four-year-old, <laughs> 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 which is very tricky. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was tough. But and we should just clarify, um, a- Amy's in a relationship with her partner, the father of her child, and and basically just work keeps you guys apart at the moment. Is is the situation? Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he he lives there, and I live here, and we each work where we live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I love that we just led into sex because that is uh, something we we wanted to portray in the short film very openly and honestly. And um, I got it initially wrong. Do you want to talk about what you wanted to portray at the beginning? <laughs> Our short opens with pregnant sex, which is pretty awesome. Amy's, yeah. Amy's eight-month pregnant body. First of all, I love how Lindsay wrote it to begin with. <laughs> how did you write like, it? She's like, they're totally in sync, and you can tell how in love they are. And it's this beautiful, magical thing, and then they, like, climax together. <laughs> what like, the fuck? Because I, I wanted to show how – because it, it's the love in our short film is really important. So I think I was striving to show how connected that they are were because, you know, I wanted, I wanted us to root for both these characters beyond anything. Well, and that was, like, yeah. the sex uh, we had when we made Max – uh-huh. That must have been what I was thinking of. Oh, totally. <laughs> Which you were perving out on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to live vicariously. Yeah. <laughs> hey, someone's gotta, you know. But um but pregnant like big belly pregnant lady sex is sweaty and ha- like a lot of heavy breathing. Yeah. And awkwardness and you can't move very well. I can't move my hips. When I'm that big, and you gotta move your hips, yeah. If you want anything good to happen, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just a lot of out. Sorry, uh, is that okay? Uh, I hope I didn't just smash your balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's our opener for our short. Yeah, I love to play a short clip of it. It came out this week for uh, Mother's Day because that's when this podcast will be able to be out this week. So our short film came out this week for Mother's Day. Uh, Till death do us part. You can watch it uh, on Vimeo and j- literally just Google Amy Ferguson, Lindsay Stidham. I'm sure it's going to come up. But and we'll link it. Yeah, we'll link it. Yeah. I need a, I need a break. <laughs> I do. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, <sighs> Uh, maybe if we spoon. Okay. Hey, mm. look, under normal circumstances, we're very good at this. It just makes me sad. What does? All those uptight pregnant ladies who won't have sex. I don't want to be that couple. You're eight months pregnant? We're not one of those couples. So that's the voice of Amy Ferguson and Mort Burke right there. 
Um, yeah. And and the sweet singing of Amy and the sweet breathing of Amy, eight months pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's crazy as we've been putting up this short film too. Like a lot of people have not wanted to post it because of the nudity, which we didn't even think of as we were making this or as, as we decided to release it digitally. Why do you think people are so afraid of the pregnant body? Well, you know, I think that people are just so afraid of non-sexualized women's bodies and uh, in general. So uh, if, I mean, obviously this is a sex scene, but people have uh, a hard time seeing pregnant women as sexual beings Mm -hmm. and they're like these holy supposed to be perfect kind of women who aren't you know it's like how did you even get pregnant in the first place obviously have sex but um no 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 <gasps> no a stork brought it yeah no 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 <laughs> so then like showing showing that is really jarring for a lot of people i think um but i think it's so beautiful and i was really lucky with brian that he thought I was sexy through my whole pregnancy. And that was really cool to me because I didn't always feel sexy. And he really helped empower me to feel like, good about myself, to feel like I was beautiful. And even postpartum, um, I felt really good about my body uh, a lot because of how he, how he treated me. What, was the, what were the things that he was doing right? That's so cool to hear. I mean, maybe he's just um, an amorous guy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But he he just always wants to be with me. And it's beautiful. He doesn't really have to say anything or do anything. He just, I just really feel how much he loves me. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool. I'm really grateful. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, we've had to like even we had to create a fake Facebook page for fear of being shut down when when we actually put this up. Um, and an amazing woman who's an advocate of breastfeeding has been helping us and giving us uh, tips on on what to do. But it's crazy. Like uh, this is right before we're recording this right before we're about to release it. So it'll be really interesting to see if we get shut down when we make this um, video largely public. Um, I just have to say that while we've been recording for the last, I don't know, what, 10, 15 minutes, Amy's been been bouncing the baby and putting the baby in a little bundle and nursing the baby. I mean, I am just like, I, I am just stunned and blown away by how much constant energy you must need to expend all the time to take care of this little human. Thank you. It's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> Could we, that's Can why we I'm talk not a little bit about the, how the hardness of it. It's why I'm not speaking so eloquently because I'm just trying you're to keep no, you're doing, doing a million crying. things at once right now. I mean, how 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 are you? How has the adjustment <laughs> into motherhood been? I mean, you know, you obviously you love this adorable little goober. Oh yeah, he's yeah. he's the greatest person I know, and he's my favorite human in the world. Um, but it's so hard because even though I'm not single because 
my partner lives in Colorado, I'm doing everything alone. Yeah. So it's it's really hard. Uh, try filling five gallon water jugs. No, thank you. With a four month baby. No, no, thank you. <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah. Um, I should just be getting delivery. I don't know what's my problem. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, but it's yeah, it's really hard, and um, I, I, I go between. This is the greatest joy I've ever experienced in my life, and I'm so blessed to have Max. Um, to my life is over, I want to die. That's a huge yeah. oscillation. That's a huge spectrum. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm certain I'm dealing with some kind of postpartum depression, mm-hmm. uh, which I imagine stems from being alone a lot. Yeah. And not having a strong support group to help me. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I was closer to my family. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not, and I don't have a lot of people. I have a lot of people here who love me, but L.A. is a city full of people who have just a lot going on, and you don't come here and do nothing. It's hard to even get a coffee with someone. I can't imagine trying or to Or get somebody to pick you up from the airport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you owe people big time. Yeah, you feel like you you're literally burdening people asking them that. And, yeah. like, you have a child, and you are alone. Yeah, it's really hard. I, I try to remain grateful, um, and I just, you know... I really want Max to grow up to be a kind person, so I have to always check myself and make sure that I'm showing him kindness, mm-hmm. uh, which means when I feel really awful, I have to wait till he takes a nap or goes to bed to like cry or be upset. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really hard. Yeah, what if what has like been the most successful ways of managing that for you? Like, do you have, like, go-to tools, or do you still do yoga, or do you still smoke a bunch of weed? <laughs> no weed. It's impossible. Do you masturbate to... all the time? Like, what is it? What, how are you, what are I, you, what tools are you using? I, I think it's just pure adrenaline. I'm, yeah. I, uh, I try to meditate every day, but I usually only get in three to five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't do any yoga, my back is going numb from holding him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I tried screaming into a pillow the other night uh-huh. because he was waking up every hour. Uh, he's done that all week, um, and it hurt my throat so bad that I kept coughing uh, and having to drink a lot of water after I screamed in my pillow. And then I had to pee so bad because I was drinking so much water. Oh, so I couldn't sleep. I, like, totally screwed myself just by releasing my frustrations into my pillow. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Uh, I punch pillows sometimes. Um, but my wrists already hurt from holding them so much. So I... I'm not trying to, like, no. don't feel sorry for me. I chose this. It's just really fucking hard. Yeah. 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 I have so much respect for moms everywhere, and especially for single moms. Um, but let's be real. Uh, if you even are in a committed relationship, chances are the mom is doing a lot of the legwork when it comes to raising children. Mm-hmm. It's how our society is set up. 
and it's unfortunate and it's sad, but mamas do a lot of the work. My mom did. Mm-hmm. My my stepdad worked, and my mom stayed home and took care of the kids, and I really hope he secretly paid her a salary over these years because she earned it. Yeah. How, um, do you ever find, like, societal norms of what motherhood or family should be um, feel repressive to you right now or upsetting, or are you dealing with people judging you for the choice that you've made at all? I don't even have time to think about that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I, like, so don't give a shit about what society thinks. I'm raising a son, my son, by myself. I grew him in my body. I feed him with my breasts. I am a badass. Yes, you are. Yeah. I, I Amen. Used, Fucking yes, you are. I used to have, I used to suffer from bulimia, which I'm sure you mm-hmm. understand, yep. Angela, mm-hmm. and... Um, and body image was a huge thing to me. And now I'm like so grateful for my body that I was able to grow him and, and, and make him and birth him. And, uh, it's just like, fuck society and what they think. I do not give a shit. Awesome. Yeah. So Amy, you are a vegan very health conscious, environmental conscious woman. Um, and you put a lot of time and energy into prepping for the birth. I read all the Ina May books and pretty much everything I read uh, had nothing to do with how my birth actually went. I could have read no books. Uh, um, we, we were planning for a natural birth at a birth center, mm-hmm. had a great midwife. We went to all of our checkups. Everything was, was really amazing. Um, and, uh, when I went into labor, Brian's mom is a midwife and she came over to help us and she had a Doppler and she listened to Max's heartbeat, uh, after I would have contractions and his heart rate was dropping and not coming back up. And so we, uh, we went to the birth center, and the other, my midwife checked his heartbeat, and she said, call 911. They uh, put me in an ambulance. We went to Good Sam, and uh, the only way that his heart rate would stay up is if I laid on my side. And uh, <laughs> being in labor and having contractions while not moving and just laying on your side is a whole nother form of torture. Uh, I kept imagining, I'm a pretty strong animal rights activist, and I kept imagining like what these uh, mama cows and pigs would feel like in their crates and locked up and never able to move while their babies are trying to nurse from them in a separate, uh, on like on the other side of the crate. And it's it's really... It's really awful, and I just kept trying to, like, be thankful that that my baby was still alive in me and that, you know, I was in a hospital and in a place where they wanted him to come out and stay alive. Um, they gave me all the drugs. I had to get an epidural because if you don't get an epidural, then uh, during an emergency cesarean, um, they, uh, you have to be put out, and I wanted to be awake while yeah. he was born because I was afraid that they might take my baby. 
uh, <laughs> I really don't trust hospitals. <laughs> when you say take your baby, you mean like take your baby and run? Like what do you mean? Like, Was your brain just going crazy? Like <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe they'd like circumcise him without telling me or oh, inject okay. him with drugs that I don't know about. Mm-hmm, I want to mm-hmm. I want to be a part of every choice of everything that happens to him. And if you're knocked out, you're not a part of it. Yeah. yeah. So I was just really nervous for that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, they gave me the epidural, they gave me Pictocin, but I was only, um, dilated two centimeters and you have to get to 10. And so basically they were like, you have to, we have to cut him out. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really scary. And, um, they cut where exactly? They cut, uh, in in my lower abdomen, right? above my my pubic bone uh-huh. and they did a real botched job too i've got oh. like this crooked ass scar and there's more fat on my left side than my right side and it's lumpy and it looks weird and i couldn't even touch my scar without crying for like oh. two months oh. it was really really hard and you know everyone says oh, just be grateful that your baby's alive. And it's like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. You know, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But it doesn't mean it wasn't traumatic. I think that happens so much, so many times to women when, or just people in general, when you go through something traumatic and they're like, it could always be worse. Right, right. Well, yeah, but it was still horrible. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was really. Thanks for invalidating my entire experience, Exactly. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so, you know, it was what it was, and it was a really hard experience at this particular hospital because they, Max had a pinhole in his lung, he had to go to the NICU, <gasps> I didn't know that. he was in the NICU for six days, and... What uh, does that mean to have a pinhole? Just It just was a spontaneous combustion, so when he came out, he it happens sometimes where they breathe in, it happens a lot with bigger babies where uh-huh. they breathe in and then it just punctures the hole in the lung. Oh. Wow. They're so fragile or yeah, yeah it's just, just spontaneous and it's new. But it, that is something that heals itself then when they're in the NICU or um it either heals itself or they have to do surgery and thankfully it healed on its own. Yeah. Um but because of that I wasn't allowed to have him on my body as much as I'd hoped and I wasn't yeah. able to nurse him for the first 3 days which was really bad for my milk supply and it turned into like all these breastfeeding issues and uh, it was devastating for me as a vegan because they forced me to give him formula if I wanted to take him home. Um, And I had women ready to donate their milk to me so that he could stay on mama's milk, which is obviously the best for a baby, you know, Mm -hmm. human babies, human milk. It makes sense, huh? Yeah. Uh, Which I'm not like... um, in any way judging anybody who uses formula. I think we all have to do what we need to do to <laughs> survive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but for me personally it was it was really hard to be faced with these yeah. choices. Um and every formula I mean this is maybe ignorant but formula's not vegan. It's made from cow's it's milk. It's made from cow's uh, okay. the formula yeah. that they give you at gotcha. the hospital at least. Right. They do have soy formula as well. Yeah. But not at the hospital and in, anyway, it's just not what I wanted. None of yeah. it was what I wanted. And it was really hard to accept that 
that nothing was going my way. He didn't even really get the hang of breastfeeding for five weeks. What was that like? Awful. It was torture. The the pain on my nipples was sometimes harder than labor. Really? It was really painful. He had a tongue tie. We had to get his tongue tie cut. What, what's it? Um, oh, when the... When you stick out your tongue and it looks like a heart shape. Right. Um, and it's hard for the tongue to, like, lick oh, the nipple to pull the milk out. Oh, buddy. But now he's like, my tongue is not tied. I can talk. I can baby talk. Do you have something to say? That is literally the most adorable cry I've ever seen. (laughs) That's his, I'm annoyed. I'm sort of faking it, but not really. But I'm not really in any kind of pain cry. That's not poop or gas or hunger. (laughs) He's just annoyed. (laughs) Just just making his presence known. But you did find this amazing network of of women who share breast milk during this time, which is fascinating. It was so cool. There are so many beautiful women out here, like, ready to help each other. And it's like... They saved us. I had to, I put their milk into what is called a supplemental nursing system, where basically the milk goes into a bottle that's connected to a tiny tube that you tape to your nipple. And, uh, and he sucks that milk out, but on your nipple. And a lot of adoptive mothers use it to, to bond with their babies and some of the mothers have been known to start lactating. Wow. It's that's, incredible. That's amazing. Yeah, I actually know a woman that that happened. She oh didn't produce God. a lot of milk, but that's amazing. Yeah, that's it's cool. very cool. That is some feminist mystic yeah. stuff right there. Mystic yeah. magic. If anyone listening <laughs> is interested in connecting with that network, is there a, something they can Google? You know, honestly, it was just a local mothers Facebook group. Uh-huh. Um, but there is an actual organization that. Uh, I think it's called Human Milk for Human Babies, mm-hmm. and you can buy breast milk from them. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So cool. That yeah. is ma- mother magic, I feel like. Yeah. The fact that my my tits produce this milk that makes him grow into he's, this 18-pound right baby yeah. that he is is just so He seems cool. really blissed yeah. out right now. He he Just loves nursing. Yeah, sometimes he wraps both his arms around my breast oh, when he nurses. Oh like, like this is mine. <laughs> Poor Brian. My boobs went from like this awesome uh, thing we like to play with to like these are not for you. <laughs> these are Maxwell's. <laughs> they really are. I'm like, don't touch them. They're not yours. <laughs> Um, we delved into this a tiny bit, but I feel like that's a really good segue of being like, how has your body changed in your relationship to sex and sexuality and transferring from, you know, being an actress who has been sexualized on film, too, to being a mother and, and a dealing model. with that. And a model, yeah. Yeah, well, it's been a while since I've modeled. I don't think anybody would hire me anymore for I that. would. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. I don't have any money, but uh, I don't hire you. I, want, I, I mean, I put you on film once in all shapes and sizes. Let's do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> um, but, like, quite frankly, I'm, like, closed for business right now. I have no libido. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And apparently that's what our bodies do after we give birth because we're not supposed to get pregnant again. We're supposed to take care of the baby we had. So makes a lot of sense. Um, hormone, hormonally, that's how our bodies are set up to function. Although our partners generally uh, don't like that, that's how it goes. And I can be <laughs> talked into a little risky business mm-hmm. every once in a while. But um, <laughs> she says with a devious smile on her face, <laughs> <laughs> I still enjoy it. You know, um, my vagina is not. Uh, torn up because yeah. he came out of my abdomen. Um, so, I, you know, I can't imagine what that would be like. Yeah. Um, but it was a very painful recovery from a cesarean, and it took me a couple of months to even be willing to try to have sex because they cut through, you know, your your skin and your fascia and your muscles and everything oh. and your uterus and... It all gets sliced open, and I was so deathly afraid that I was just going to rip open inside uh, if we had sex. So, yeah, it's really really scary. It's intense. Yeah. Yeah. But you talked a bit about the strength that you're feeling, which I think is so cool. I mean, is this the strongest that you've felt in life? The strongest, um, not physically. Because I feel so exhausted. Yeah. Um, but I definitely feel the most empowered. I feel like such a badass that I am even standing here, literally rocking my baby as he nurses because he wants me to be moving right now, <laughs> talking on a podcast and answering questions. And <laughs> people can understand my words. I think that's pretty yeah. badass. Um most women, after they have a baby in ancient cultures, they would first of all have 30 days where the woman wouldn't leave the house and her only job was to breastfeed and she wouldn't do anything else and she wouldn't even take a shower because they didn't want her body to get cold. They want her, wanted her body to stay warm so that she healed properly. Wow. Um, and that is just how it was done. And uh, I didn't get that opportunity. Um, and most women, unfortunately, don't. There's no great law that uh, gives families paid leave. I think women and men deserve that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is such a crucial time in Maxwell's life. And even though I do want to get back to work and we're looking into uh, nannies to help out just anyway because I need help. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's... Uh, it's just a really crucial time in a human's life, right, when they come out of your body. And yeah. they need their parents. It's yeah. really important. So, Yeah, and, and we, we don't have to get too political, but we're one of the only far-developed far nations in the world that does not have uh, a plan for that, which is insanity. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we keep saying we'd like to remain one of the most powerful countries in the world, but uh, the choices we keep making, I feel like, are taking us in a different direction, particularly... Um, you know, devaluing uh, the experience of having a child for both sexes. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean more into the politics. You were probably not expecting that the president was going to be Trump when you were first pregnant, <laughs> and now you've got a boy. 
Well, I will say this. Uh, I am grateful that Max is so young during Trump's presidency that I hope and trust that he'll have absolutely no memory of his presidency or maybe even of his existence. If I can protect him from that reality, that would be great because uh, he's just a monster. Um, and, uh, you know, Max is lucky to be born a white male mm -hmm. in this country and in this world. It's a great privilege that I will forever remind him of. Uh, we are white women and we're greatly privileged just for being born white mm -hmm. women uh, in this country and in this world. And um, we, you know, I have to check my privilege a lot. Um, so, you know, Max has a great upper hand just from being born who he's born. Mm -hmm. And I think it's my duty as his mother to uh, teach him to do great things with that. Mm -hmm. So, You said uh, when we were taking a little break, you made sort of a funny comment about how, you know, you like to like munch on his toes and his legs, <laughs> but that you want to teach him consent. As soon as he can say no and stop, I won't do it. Um, and of course, if he's looking unhappy as I right. on his belly, I'm not going to like make him cry, but I just love kissing him so much. He's so soft and squishy and perfect and I love him so much. Um, but yeah, you have to teach men and women consent mm -hmm. and, uh, it's the same with my nephew. He's two and a half. I say, Hey, can I have a hug? And he says, no, I say, okay. Yeah. It, devastates me <laughs> and I live so far away from him that I'm like please just hug me goodbye <laughs> but when I left Ohio to come back to California and he wouldn't hug or kiss me goodbye I was like okay yeah <laughs> because we have to teach them from a really young age it's your body it's your choice mm -hmm. and no means no mm -hmm. so yeah yeah it's cool that it 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 can start so early with such basic things that I feel like growing up, at least in like a, a generation older than ours, we would never think about, give me a hug instead of, can I have a hug? But there's a huge difference in the language there. Oh, and in yeah. the power that you're giving to him when he's, you know, old enough to communicate, really communicate with you to say, Maxwell, can I have a hug versus give me a hug? Totally. And I think it'll really help him uh, when he's in school and when he's with friends and when he's dating someday. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> which who knows what that'll even look like. But yeah. someday he's going to find a woman or a man who he really likes and he's going to want to be with them and um, he's going to have to be a good boy and a, and a gentleman and, and respect their wishes and they're gonna have to respect his yeah so yeah gotta teach the children have you found your relationships with people close to you have changed since you've become a mom well everybody puts me on the disability list I think nobody invites me anywhere anymore <laughs> which oh. is really really sad to me and also makes sense because <laughs> what am I gonna do where am I you know I've got a, I've got Max, and um, at least until we figure out a sitter or nanny situation or 
when I or or if it's like something he can come along with me to um it just is what it is but I have been uh connecting more with other mothers which has been really cool and uh, I'm really excited for these new relationships that I'm forming as well so it's cool hello world Max is excellent at partying so uh yeah (laughs) awesome mom yeah yeah (laughs) we're still cool I swear yeah absolutely I mean if I was ever cool absolutely um he's sleeping now I can sit Starting to zonk. He's starting to zonk. He's boob drunk. <laughs> it's like he knows when I relax, though. Yeah. It's awful. As in, like, now he's like, okay, I'm going to party. Well, I, as soon as I <laughs> sat down, he kind of, like, opened his eyes to, yeah. to make, to, are you, I don't know. Excuse yeah. me, mother. Keep, keep rocking me. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> oh. Max, you're kind of needy. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> what a baby. What a I know. I, I, last time we talked, I said I was going to tell him. Uh, that he has to start sleeping, so we have to have a talk before you leave. Yeah. Oh, Me and Max have to have a talk. <laughs> yeah, if anyone in podcast world knows how to make a four-month baby sleep, please call me. Yeah. Oh. Are you going to raise him vegan? I am. Mm-hmm. I am, yeah. I think it's, uh, it's my duty to, uh, well, I don't know if it's my duty, but it's, um, those are my ethics, mm-hmm. and I know that some people might have their opinions about it or think that it's wrong, um, but uh, I think that one of the greatest things that I can do for Max is stand by my ethics, and that even if when he's an adult he doesn't agree with me or he chooses to eat animals, that'll be mm-hmm. his choice, Um uh, but he'll always be able to say that his mom stood for what she believed in mm-hmm. and she stood for kindness. And I think that there's a lot to say for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as long as I'm paying for whatever he's eating, hey, I'm not yeah. <laughs> I'm not giving in to the uh, establishment because mm-hmm. that really means a lot to me. Um, and I think we live in a morally schizophrenic society where it's a great way of putting it uh where we want to be kind to humans but not to animals and we say we care about the environment but we do things to destroy it and it's this huge disconnect um i am sure i do it in my own ways obviously i'm human and i'm very faulty um but at least I, I won't do it in the area of eating animals. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, kind of like a daily thing I can do yeah. and that yeah. I, wanna, I definitely want to teach Max. Yeah. He'll still nurse for as long as I yeah. can produce milk and he wants milk, which is a huge nutrition to him. Um, but otherwise, I'm really excited to start feeding him avocados. Yeah. He's going to lose his mind for him. I scraped a little bit off with my fingernail when he was fussy and I was making myself avocado toast Mm -hmm. and I stuck my finger in his mouth and he like 
squished his tongue <gasps> to the roof of his mouth and smiled really big. Oh, oh my god. He's like, oh, you're too young still, but oh, yeah. it's going to yeah. be so cute. Oh. He's showing interest in my food. Yeah. yeah. When, yeah. when are they able to... Technically, he can. He's yeah. four months, yeah. but I think six months is ideal because their digestive organs are still forming. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like to give his body the opportunity to fully adjust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Cool. Um, about feminism, what do you wish you knew like 10 years ago, a feminist lesson that you've learned that you'd want to share and you wish you knew 10 years before now? <laughs> I wish that I wouldn't be making all of these choices uh, in this fear-based place where I I hope people will still hire me or uh, some bullshit like that. Um, and just let my freak flag fly. I've in the past tried so hard to be a people pleaser mm-hmm. and for to have people like me. And... What's the saying? If they don't get you, that's not your tribe or something like that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Don't know. If they don't get you, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. But yeah. it's it's true, and I just feel like maybe I could have found my tribe a lot sooner if I would have just been myself mm-hmm. relentlessly. And um, so, yeah, I, I definitely would have been less of a people pleaser mm-hmm. and worrying about work and if it would work out if I was still myself there was even like a topic that we were going to discuss on this podcast that I chose not to talk about because I was afraid like someone I work with might hear it or my family might hear it or blah 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 and god there's a huge part of me that just wants to be like fuck that this is a really great opportunity for people to hear my experience and uh and I'm still not going to talk about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's a process. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah, it totally is. And and we live in a city where people seek the spotlight, and so we all hope somebody's listening or watching. If we're truly honest with ourselves, and it's hard. It's hard to just like let down your guard and be like, I'm gonna let it all hang out, and hopefully people will get me and my voice. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. But speaking of voices, it's almost Mother's Day, and I'm so glad we got to highlight a powerful mom, like, right yeah. around Mother's Day. And I just wanted to play a clip happy of... Happy First Mother's yeah, Day. Yeah, Happy oh First God. Mother's Day. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. Outside the womb. Yeah. Outside. Yeah. Outside. yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. dunked right now. He is. He's boob drunk. So. It's awesome. But um, what we didn't mention, too, is that Amy also is a singer, and she sings in this short, and... Um, I'm super proud of it. I hope you're super proud of it, too. I love it. And again, everybody can watch Till Death Do Us Part now. And I'm just going to play Amy singing uh, before we go. But now it's me and there's only you. And I could never fill your shoes. You are here, it's you he chooses. I don't know how to fix his blues. But now it's me and there's only you. You were a bright star. Where you left off your life, how do I start? Yours was the perfect fit, where goes my part? I'm the scribble on the paper, you're the fine art. Motherfucking Lily, it's only you. 
and I can't fit your perfect shoes. You're so damn perfect, I just lose. If you were here, it's you, he'd choose. But now it's the Rest in peace, you beautiful angel. <laughs> I mean, we didn't introduce that at all, but I asked you if you would write a song about what you were going through for the for the short, and I feel like that's even where we started. So, we're, I guess we'll close this with like how you approached writing that that song. Well. It's basically any insecurity that I've felt uh, being with Brian, and uh, it's really intimidating to start a new relationship pregnant yeah. uh, with a man who was already with his true love. Um, he thought he was going to spend the rest of his life with her, and they were soulmates. Uh, so follow that. <laughs> you know? the, the mother of his firstborn, and uh, they both almost died while she was pregnant. Oh, and, I didn't know that. Yeah, and his daughter uh, almost didn't make it. And so it's just all these miracles. And, and then for her to pass when his daughter's two and a half and... They had this life together that they that they both wanted, this mountain life that I don't have to offer. And it's just, you know, there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot to be insecure about in this situation. There's also a lot to be hopeful for and um, and that's not good comedy. <laughs> yeah i mean for for people hopefully you'll go watch now that you've heard that song but um this this moment in the short makes me like both joyously happy and sad and i want to laugh and i want to cry it's like it's so it's it was so much to work with and thanks for asking me to be a part of it yeah thank yeah. you so much yeah. for being my partner in this yeah I, I it was know. a blast what I don't know where it'll go, but it's going somewhere. It's a really special piece. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, again, happy Mother's Day. Happy Every Mother's mother Day. out there, mother-to-be. Yeah. Women yeah. thinking about being moms. All I feel like many ladies are natural moms, even if they aren't moms yet. So, happy Mother's Day, all the ladies. Yeah. And, yeah. and pet moms count, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. They do. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Clarebank. Thank you so much. Thanks for being thanks here. Thank you, Max. Thanks for thanks, Max, for being here. Woo! Yay! Welcome to the Clarebank. It's the opposite of a sausage fest. Just a couple.